today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. RBC Fan Fit Challenge, Fitness Challenge is coming up uh, in McMaster this coming Saturday. Uh, and it's a chance for Canadians to challenge themselves and go toe-to-toe. I mean, you know, when you watch some of our greatest athletes performing, uh, and, and, you know, it could be anything, watching during the Olympics, you know, and you see people like Adam Vancouverton or Patrick Chan, we just watched a, a couple of weeks ago, or, or, or Mark Oldershaw. Uh, you know, and you see the the, the, the performance, and you think, hey, I could do that. You know, just give me a couple of weeks to kind of get into shape, and I can. Well, you got a chance to do that. You got a chance to go toe to toe with these people because they're going to be there, and hopefully, so are you for this challenge. It's going to be an awful lot of fun, and uh, there's a there's a, a, a silver lining to this too because it's all to uh, to help out with uh, the Olympic challenge and the money that's being raised for this too. To talk about this, we're so so pleased to welcome Mark Oldershaw, three time Olympic paddler. Uh, who's going to be with us uh, on Saturday at McMaster University. He was a bronze medalist, of course, at the London Games. Mark, thanks so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. No, thanks for having me on. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the challenge and, 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 and what's going to be happening on Saturday. How's, how's this going to work out? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, uh, there's going to be six different exercises that you can challenge yourself. Uh, there's going to be, you know, a dozen Olympians there challenging themselves right alongside you and, and cheering you on. So it's a lot of fun, and it really is, you know, uh, you know, like you said, you see these people on TV and, and whether you think I can do that or you just want to measure yourself against them, it's it's just fun to be able to, to do these exercises alongside these Olympians. Yeah, but you know, there's there's two levels of, of, of competition here, Mark. I mean, I, when I watch you and, and, and you're doing the paddling, I mean, and then I get wind of getting up to go and get something out of the fridge. I mean, that's, so I get, there's, there's some working out to do here. Uh, but this is, this is going to be an eye-opener for a lot of the people, isn't it? Uh, I think so, yeah. And I mean, I think the, the exercises are designed so anybody can do them, but then also you can challenge yourself and train for them uh, all year. So really what we're looking to do is to inspire people to be fit, not just for this one Saturday, but for really for all year. So, you know, you can come, you can get inspired, you can say, all right, well, I didn't do that great on this exercise. I can work on it all, all year and, uh, and, and come back next year, hopefully, and, and do even better. So we're hoping to inspire a lot of people. When when you're getting ready for competitions, what what's your exercise routine like? How, what what are you doing uh, to to get prep for for an event, an international event, for instance? Yeah, I mean we're on the water, you know, ten times a week for you know three or four hours a day, and and uh, it's a lot of time in the gym, a lot of time, you know, doing a lot of things to to prepare. Um, obviously, that's not what most people are going to be doing, though. Although I heard there are a lot of people getting ready for FanFit on Saturday. It's it's going to be going to be competitive. Well, you know, the Around the Bay Road Race is coming up pretty shortly, not too long from now. Anyway, it's usually, you know, in March. Uh, and, and that's, of course, the oldest road race in North America, and it's going to be right here in Hamilton. I know a lot of folks that want to run in that race, and they could be looking at a situation like this to kind of use this as a barometer to decide just, you know, okay, what do I need to do to get ready for that race? What do I need to do to train? This will be a, a, a pretty good, I, I would think, opportunity for them to kind of gauge themselves and where they are. It's definitely a great test of fitness, and, and it's funny you mentioned the road race. I, I feel like this event is a lot like a road race because it's giving that opportunity for people to, to challenge themselves. Uh, you know, at a road race, some people are trying to win the event. Some are just trying to do personal best times. Some are just trying to complete the event, and, and fan fits a lot like that. There's a, you can challenge yourself at all different kinds of levels, whether you know, you're just trying to, to get motivated to get back in shape, uh, whether you're a high-level athlete or somewhere in the middle. So that's why... 
uh, it's going to be a really great event for the for the whole community. Well, I mean, you know, we're just recently out of the holidays. It was only a month ago over Christmas, and you know, maybe somebody put on a couple of pounds or something like that, and people want to get back into their routine, whether they're skiing, uh, and we are going to get some snow apparently uh, mm-hmm. in some of the ski districts uh, just up north here around Blue Mountain and places like that. So this is this is a great way to to kind of get ready, and, and this is uh, the kind of the first shot at it to say, okay, where am I? I, I got I wanted to ask you about the the, the six exercise, the challenges that you're going to do though. This this is interesting because you're really testing different parts of the body and different different muscle groups by this stuff that you're going to be doing. Yeah, definitely. There's your, there, you know, you're going to test your speed. There's a sprint. There's an agility test. You're going to test your endurance with, you know, a beef test, which is back and forth. Maybe most people haven't done it since high school, maybe. But And then there's, you know, the explosive exercises to test, you know, that explosive strength. So it really is a wide range of, of things that you can measure. Um, and I think being able to measure something is important for achieving our goals. And, you know, you might be going to the gym, even if you're going every day, sometimes you don't have that, that measuring stick and, and that tool to, to see just how well you're doing. And I think that really uh, provides that opportunity. Is there going to be some instruction? I mean, you guys are the experts there. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. You know, so, you know, there's, there's uh, Jamie Broder and, and Martin Reeder who are volleyball players. I mean, who, who better to, to show people how to do a vertical jump, right? Uh, it's it really is there's going to be experts in every field but it'll also be interesting you know to see some of these olympians do some exercises that aren't necessarily their strengths so uh, of course you're not going to beat adam vancouver in, in a kayak race but uh, <laughs> you know maybe, maybe in a 30 meter sprint uh, you can take them down so it really is a great mix of people and so i was just really excited and, and happy that you know rbc can bring that to, to our community because like i said it really is a, a great community event mark it's it's difficult and we've talked to other athletes adam of course has been on the show many times well, he went to mac obviously he got you know i know he's just yep. from oakville but he's a, he's a mac grad uh but so many others that are involved with this even jesse lumston who's you know doing uh, you know bobsledding and other athletes like this and it's difficult really i mean you guys are in the shadows most of the year and then we turn on our television and say, okay, you know, look at the way. What? My the older shot was sensational. Uh, but it, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money and a lot of support from, from groups and agencies for you guys to train the way that you have to. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it, it is it is tough, you know, in those years between the Olympics and then all of a sudden you get that attention. But uh, we have been, been pretty lucky. Uh, uh, myself, just RBC, the RBC Olympians program uh, have supported us. And now, you know, bringing FanFit to multiple cities across Canada, hopefully with things like that, you, we can kind of raise the profile between Olympic Games and, and keep uh, Olympic athletes a little bit more in the spotlight because I think we really do have something to offer, you know, uh, FanFit being a prime example of just trying to inspire people to, to be fit and, and, you know, you don't have to be uh, at the Olympic level or an Olympic athlete to, to live that kind of healthy lifestyle. Yeah, and and the way that, uh, as you say, I'm glad you mentioned RBC because, I mean, this doesn't happen without corporate sponsorship. I know a lot of people think, well, there are government grants, and there are to a certain extent, but uh, governments can't continually throw money at things. They don't want to, apparently. So you really do have to rely on the corporate community to step up. And and RBC, and and there are others, too, that have done this, but RBC in a big way uh, with uh, with the Olympic athletes. And, And I don't know where you guys would be without that kind of support. Oh, absolutely. And RBC is, you know, the Canadian Olympic team's longest standing sponsor back to 1947, I think, and which is truly incredible. And, and they've done such a great job supporting the Olympics and supporting an Olympic team. And, that, and I just see FanFit as a way that they can just extend that uh, support even further to, to include the fans and the, and the communities. So it's really bringing that sponsorship down to a, a more grassroots level, you know, and hopefully people can come in with their families and, and get inspired by this and, you know, that inspires the next generation. And on top of that, 
all the funds being fundraised at this event, thanks to RBC, goes directly back into the sports system, into local athletes. So it really is a win-win for everybody. How did when, how did you develop your interest in, in, in what you're doing? And, uh, you know, there's so many different stories there. And with the, the 12 or so uh, athletes, the Olympic athletes that are going to be there, uh, I'm sure it's different for all of them. But uh, but to, to, to pursue what you wanted to do, was it was it exposure, what, at the high school level that you kind of got interested in doing this? Um, yeah, that's probably when it, it turned from kind of a dream into a goal. I think as a kid, I always dreamed of going to the Olympics. But I think, yeah, it's definitely around that high school age that you start to actually to make turn those dreams into goals. And I also think I was very lucky to have a very supportive family and, and friends and, you know, teachers and people around me that said, you know what, go for it, pursue your dreams. And, and I think I was lucky with that, but some people aren't so lucky. So I think especially those that youth, those youth years, you know, teenage years is when people need that support to be able to say, you know what, go for it, pursue their dreams. And, and that's why, you know, this funding and this opportunity is so important. There had to be dark days, though, as you're as you're going through that training. I mean, to, you know, from from that start to, to the pinnacle, of course, of making it onto the Canadian team and and ultimately competing in the Olympics, uh, as you have, uh, it's it's there got to be some times where you're, you're second guessing yourself. I mean, it's 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 not just a straight shot to the top, is it? No, absolutely not. That you know that kind of gap between you know being a, a kid to a junior athlete to making it to that next step to the senior level and, and getting on the Olympic podium. It's a, it's a really big one. And, you know, I, I was a junior world champion at 18 and, and, you know, thought, Oh, this is just going to go on forever. I'm just going to keep winning. But there were definitely those, those many, many years in between that and the Olympic podium. It was, you know, 11 years it took me to get on the Olympic podium. So it can take a long time and, and it definitely can be a struggle. And I think uh, it's things like, like this uh, supporting, you know, the, the youth and the next generation of Olympians and putting some extra funds into to grassroots and to our developing athletes that's going to make the difference. In, in a typical year for you, how many actually, how many competitions would you actually take part in? Uh, uh, probably six or seven. I may, only a, a couple major ones. I mean, we have the Olympic Games or the World Championships every year yeah. as, as our main focus. And then, you know, there's qualifying for that. And then our nationals, which is a big one for us. But uh it, they are few and far between, and and, and obviously with a, a small sport like mine, the Olympic Games really are the pinnacle. And so, you know, training for for a four minute race every four years, uh, it it can be tough, but uh, it, it's definitely worth it. Uh, you, you got a big fan there, obviously in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it uh, now? What's going to happen? Is is this going to be a paddle or two? Uh, we'll see. She, her mom was a swimmer, so she seems to be enjoying the pool, but. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Let her let her decide when she goes goes up. How do you do that, Mark? How do you develop the next generation of athletes? So, uh, you know, you've had an incredible career already, uh, and and kind of people like Adam and Patrick and and James and and the others that are going to be there. Uh, you know, we know about the medals. We know about the the successes that they've had. Uh, but you know, at some point you're going to hang them up too, and you you know just going to be a dad and do whatever else you're going to do in your life. Uh, and you want to know, hey, where's the next Mark Older show going to come from? How do you, how do you develop that? How does the program develop the the next generation? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's it's a lot of different things. There's no easy, simple uh, solution or answer. I mean, I think the most important thing is just providing as many kids with as many opportunities as possible. And and you know what, I. I growing up, I, I did a lot of different sports and a lot of different things, and and, and found paddling and found that that's what I loved. But uh, just supporting kids and, and giving you know kids, no matter 
who they are or, or, or where they are in Canada, just giving them those opportunities and, and, and having that, uh, you know, sight line to, to success. What about facilities? Do we do we do enough for athletes, for especially, as you say, for sports like yours or, or Adams or anybody else's? I mean, you know, Patrick, I mean, you can find arenas around. God, there's arenas in Canada. We know that. But but yeah. to do that, because I've known so many other athletes. Joanne Millar, of course, the great swimmer from Hamilton, uh, you know, many times had to go to different parts of the world to train because the facilities and, and, and the coaching just wasn't there. Is it getting better here in Canada? Uh, I think it, it. Yeah, I think it's getting better, but I think we still do definitely need to do uh, a better job of 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 yeah, providing like I said, providing those opportunities. And a lot of times that is facilities. And and I think sometimes we don't look at the big picture. You know, we we build a swimming pool and it has a great you know waiting area for for kids and stuff, but it's it's not a fifty meter pool that could be used uh, as an Olympic uh, training facility. You know, for an Olympic or national team. And I, I think. When you build these facilities, it's definitely worth looking at, at both ends of the spectrum. Make it very uh, accessible for, for everybody and for youth and for everyone, but also make it uh, you know useful for those national teams so those kids can grow up and have something to, to aim for. You ever think of coaching when, you're, uh, when your days are over as, a, as an athlete? Uh, I, I think about it. You know, my, my dad's my coach. He's a coach. He's been very successful. So, uh, you know, obviously following in his footsteps is something I've considered. Um, but uh, I'll definitely stay involved in, in the sport in some way or the other, even if it's not coaching. You know, you mentioned you, you played other sports growing up. Uh, what, what, what's the off sport that you use that would, that actually helped you to perform best? I mean, for instance, a lot of hockey players in the summertime play soccer because, you know, it, it helps them, obviously, with their win, but the agility and things of this nature, too. Was, was there one sport that you, you tended to lean towards that, was, that would prepare you better for, for your season? Uh, yeah, definitely for, for our sport, it's the uh, crossover is cross country skiing. And, uh, it's just the, the exact same kind of physical and cardio and the exact same kind of systems we use on the water as what we use cross country skiing. And, uh, you know, Sue Holloway back uh, in the eighties was, was actually an Olympian in, in kayaking and cross country skiing, a pretty, pretty amazing feat to do actually in the same year. So, uh, there's always kind of been a crossover between those two sports and it's definitely something that. It keeps us fit uh, and ready over the winter. You want to be one of those two sport guys and do summer Olympics and winter Olympics? <laughs> I think it might be uh, a little slow. It's, it's a little it's late. A little late for, for you now, Mark. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, while curling usually has a pretty long life, maybe it could get into that. Oh, but, sure, uh, try that. Yeah. I mean, Clara yeah. Hughes, of course, uh, from uh, the trained here in Hamilton and, and lived here for a long time. Uh, two sport, and and some others have done it too. But that's uh, that's rather daunting. Do you, do you still get to ski a whole lot in the off season during the winter time? Uh, a fair bit, yeah, a fair bit. Uh, it's we usually go away and do a camp uh, somewhere to do a little cross country ski camp to get fit. Uh, this is a post Olympic year, so we're taking things a, a little bit easier, but uh, still do find the time. It's definitely uh, enjoyable and a great uh, workout. Now, are you in a different place every weekend with the uh, the fitness challenge? Now, you guys, you're traveling all over the place. I would think. Uh, it's uh, this year. It's the first time it's going national. It started in Halifax. Uh, teammate friend of mine andrew russell started there and uh it's the first year with rbc coming on board that they've been able to take it national so we're looking at three cities this year which will be halifax hamilton and vancouver and uh, hamilton's the first one of the year so uh hoping to grow it uh every year and hopefully yeah it, it, it is in every kind of major city across canada soon now who's who's allowed to participate in this is, is it to people of any age uh pretty much any age yeah uh Generally, you're looking at you know 13, 14 uh, plus, but uh, 
I mean, in the past in Halifax, we've had, you know, a 90-year-old doctor to a, a 13-year-old, you know, teenager. So we are we are trying to go across the board and, and let everyone to compete. And, and like I said, it's designed that you can challenge yourself at any fitness level and, and just hopefully come and, and enjoy the, the day and, and be inspired. We should also mention the registration is free, so it doesn't cost anything. Just get down there and uh, bring your uh, bring the running shoes and some workout stuff, right? No, exactly. RBC's covered the, the registration so that as many people as possible can, can come out. And, and then any you know fundraising you do on top of that goes directly back to local athletes in, in Hamilton and the GTA, which is, is just such a, a nice, special thing about it. Well, it's a fabulous facility, uh, of course, down at McMaster. Uh, the Braley uh, facility is just incredible. Just celebrated an anniversary, as a matter of fact. It's the 10th anniversary, but it still looks yeah. spank, brand spanking new, and it's just uh, it's it's world-class stuff that's there. And, and I know that uh, Ted Michaels from our radio station trains down there an awful lot of the time. He's actually, if you could watch out for him, because he, he says, I'm going down there. Uh, he says, I'm going to talk to Vancouver to Nolosha and see if I can get and Ted, of course, runs our, our uh, Around the Bay team uh, here every year for the Around the Bay Road Race, the CHML team. So he'll be down there, and I know a lot of other folks will too. It sounds like it's going to be just a blast. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us, and uh, we look forward to talking again and uh, continue good luck with you and your career. Oh, great. Thank you so much, and I'm hoping to see everyone at FanFit. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.